0: What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Anti Hero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Anti Hero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you. So give them a try.
1: They were about to turn me down on uh, on maps because they were like giving instructions to sign the paperwork, and I was like, "I don't fucking know what's going on." <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just just show me the line that I have to sign, please.
0: <laughs> Last episode, Kendra, um, we went five minutes into it, and then she goes, and I look over, she's like, "I forgot to record." <laughs> so we had to try to remember what we talked about already. And we're trying something new with Boomer. Um, so she calms down with our guests that come over. But I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs>
1: no, she's staying here with me. You going to let me talk or not?
0: <laughs> Boomer.
1: You going to let me talk or not? No kissing. I'm married.
0: <laughs> I'm married. Uh, so, yeah. you. I this feel weird. I feel white saying your name, Diogo. Yeah. Okay, so it's pretty simple. Yeah. Every time I say it, I'm like, I'm fucking that up. But
1: No, it's perfect.
0: I mean, how do you say your last name? Uh, I was looking at your Instagram I and I was I trying to say it. Right? I, so I have two,
1: like, right? I have Machado and I have Freitas. So there's two different ones. Okay. So if I say in Portuguese, it's different. Even like Diogo is not D. He's like G. Mm. So like the right way would be Diogo.
0: Oh, okay. Does he need to speak more into the mic or is he good? Boomer, you're going to have to get down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can. I can do it. Okay, that's a new episode. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Oh, can you hear me? That list. I wrote it down. I fucked you. <laughs> I <got it. laughs> that
1: didn't work. Mark, this is turning into an awesome. Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be. It's gonna be the episode. It's gonna be Diogo the Dog Whisperer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like he saw me coming in today. I was trying to grab mcdonald's real fast and eat it before he got here and i'm walking in like this with all my big bag of mcdonald's and i see him pull up i'm like damn it (laughs) yeah so this episode was supposed to be a before they were caught segment and i like what i try to do is i've only done one and i try to like just find people that are really good people and had really interesting lives and then got into cop work yeah and then try to decipher is it is the job a good fall back or does the job the job naturally attract people that are super interesting but then you left law enforcement yeah N- After not, not yet you. not yet the not effective yet? date is still this month so I
1: still in like technically that's your last day on the books as far as like, my my last day is the 18th and um but I am still waiting on the answer um,
0: for the reserve status or not so we'll see yeah so for anybody that does know we talked about this last episode, but a lot of agencies will have like a reserve program where you can stay on to keep your credentials. Um, ours offers ways to make money, but you're still not full time law enforcement. But yeah, so that's probably the, like, the biggest thing that we keep harping on every episode is retention and just the lifestyle. A lot of people are realizing that when you weigh, which I know you did for many days, you constantly probably weighed the toll it took on you the stress it gave you versus the reward oh yeah 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 so what was that like what what when did you start thinking you might this might not be for you and then no i i, I don't think that i
1: ever thought that it was not for me like i love being a cop trust me like uh um i never like got in the law enforcement waiting like to get uh, uh, uh kudos you know from anyone i just Got there naturally, just for the type of person I am, and uh the only reason that uh kind kind of drove me to the direction of getting out is just like family wise you know the schedule mm-hmm. with the new baby and stuff um and that's it, and like even though I love being a cop, my family always gonna become first and oh yeah, so
0: the um I guess you'll always probably still be a cop at heart. Right. I guess, I you guess. Know, yeah. Like that type of person. Yeah. Like is, was it, it was it only the schedule that
1: was, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought many times about quitting, you know, like for yeah. many, many different reasons, you know, like, uh, not just like, uh, how society see cops right now. Uh, but just like some policies that I don't agree with, uh, so many times I was like, I just mm-hmm. vented with friends, you know, like, ah, I, I can't wait to be done with this, you know, I, I, but you always have good and bad days and then you have
0: 50 bad days and then you have that one good day <laughs> and everything changed. You yeah. know what I mean? I think it's really cool. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, I think it's cool you quit. I think it's cool you had the ball sack to do it because steady paychecks and a retirement is what keeps people in yeah. a... You know, just in a life that they yeah. don't like, and then they end up towards the end regretting their entire career, and then they're too old to enjoy anything. Yeah, you know,
1: it was not an easy, a easy decision. Yeah, uh, it's something that I like thought about it. Uh, I thought about it a lot. I spoke to my wife a lot, and um, when I actually took the decision, and then I turned in the papers, and I was like, okay, now there's no turning back. I had like maybe a week that I was feeling like shit. Like, I... I was super depressed. You know, like... After now, your last day
0: at work. Yeah. Because you, you're burning time. Yeah, now, I'm right? just
1: burning time now. So, like, my last day at work uh, is when I turned the papers in. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm done
0: now. And Did you have to make sure financially that you could work it out before you yeah, made the decision?
1: Yeah, so I had, like, s- some savings. And, um... So I had like to actually make a plan before mm-hmm. I do it. Actually, I take the, the step I had and uh, the step forward and and actually do it. I had to plan. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Like, I just think that you just have to trust your instincts. You know what I mean? Like, if you yes. have to t- if you have to take a decision, just take it. And if you're afraid to do it, just do it anyways And the. Uh, If you feel it's right. Exactly. The universe is going to spin on your favor and Mm -hmm. further in the line, something good is going to happen. You know? So this is the way I see it. Motivating.
0: So I was looking at all your stuff and I remember when I first met you, I was like, you were an army dude. But then you told me, were you in the Brazilian army? Yeah. And then you went. Okay. So I'll tell you what. Start off. Start over from the very beginning. Young Mm -hmm. Diogo. Where were you growing up? So I grew up in
1: Brazil, like very, very, very south in Brazil. Uh come here, come here, come here. I grew up in the, in Brazil, uh, very south, of basically like it's the last city, um, in the south. Um, I, I, I had a good childhood, you know. Uh, I, I always had food on my table. My mom always made sure that I had what I needed. Um, but it wasn't. Stop. Hey, lay down, lay down. But uh, it, 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 it was not easy, um, uh, as a child in Brazil, you know. It was then, then Brazil were,
0: like super poor? Uh, it's, oh, it, it depends really the area. Gets out so of arrogant of me. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no, like Brazil, like super poor. It, 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 it depends. the area. A lot that of poverty.
1: Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of poverty. So the the neighborhood that I grew up like, uh. We barely had pavement on the street. It was like, most of the street was just like uh, some sort of like, it's not sand, but it's like kind of like, I don't know how you say that in English, but uh, it was not paved, uh, like open sewer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I was just, I was playing on the street with other boys, uh, barefoot, playing soccer, uh, fighting. Um, That's poor. Yeah. (laughs) And then... uh, (laughs) Later on, I, I got a job when I was uh, 16, and uh, I was teaching a computer to elderly people. Oh, elderly? How yeah. did you learn how to do it? I always liked computers, you know? Really? So, yeah, I had a friend in high school that we we used to try get in each other's computer. Uh, get into each other's computer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be a hacker or <laughs> something like that. Um, so that's how I got in the computer. I always liked it. And then I was, I was like very patient with elderly people and, um, I started like teaching and then I started working like in a pharmacy, um, just doing like the, like the accountability of all the medications that are in stock and stuff. And then I start actually working in a pharmacy and like on the, 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 like selling the medication and stuff. Then um, I got in the military. Then I, that was when I was what eighteen year to was nineteen. That? It was like two thousand four, two thousand five. So you joined the
0: Brazilian? Are yeah. they modeled a lot? Are they modeled after like the U? Not after, but like the U.S. Army, like yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's very similar. In did s- they? Did you do any deployments with them?
1: No, usually Brazil. Uh, they just like support other troops. Yeah, but it's more enough. more. Yeah, but more like in. Uh, peaceful, like, situations, more like for support, you know, like, um, just to help other people mind? that have, like, uh, mm. natural disasters and stuff, they mm. go and help, or a country that needs help, they go and help, mm. um, more in that way, not, like, to take over a country, or, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, fucking jiu-jitsu the way through everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I joined artillery uh, in Brazil. Oh,
0: you were in artillery? Yeah. And then... How many years do were you in the army, Brazilian so army? So
1: Brazil, the military is mandatory. Mm. So every everyone when they complete eighteen years old, they have and they have to enlist. There is so many. There is a couple reasons that they can drop you. Uh, it's just like if you have like so, certain like uh, medical conditions. Is it
0: kind of like the things that would disqualify you here? Yeah, kind same of same type. Of yeah,
1: things? and in Brazil, like it's very hard like to have uh, a job with. Um, in Brazil, like, the, when you are employee or employer, they have different rules from here. But, like, you sign, like, some papers. It's really hard to get someone to sign your papers that you're working for them, right? Oh, uh, oh so, but if you yeah. have a job, you can get out of military. Service. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in that time, I had a job like that. And I quit my job to join the military so they wouldn't drop me. Because I really wanted to get in the military. Like I, I always loved the military. You know, I was like play as a soldier yeah, when I was young. Yep. We'll get you into know, that. I was crawling in the kitchen, you know. And then, um so I always wanted to be part of the military.
0: Um, what? When did you head to the states? And what made you want to come to the states? How did you do it? What was that like?
1: So, it it, it was it was a dream that I I I how is like watch movies from US, you know, and see like people having nice things and, you know, like having a nice life. And uh, I never thought it would be possible. And then I came here to visit. And I was so like, "Oh my god." People live the, the way they live here is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. If you work, you can have whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. And then uh, I came back to Brazil, and I didn't stop thinking about it. And then uh, I had all my life figured out. My my wife uh, had her profession in Brazil; she was doing fine. Um, and then um, I had my business; I was doing fine as well. And I was like, I look at her; I was like, Why do we? F- what do you think if? if we do this, and then she was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I want to join the military in the U.S." And she was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Okay, let's do it. Exactly like that." She was. She you joined the U.S. military from Brazil. So, I, I did. I actually I had no idea how it was the process to join. I just knew that you need to be legal here, right? Mm-hmm. So I did all the process to get my papers before I come. So when when I, when I moved here, you the, know there's
0: a border that's not secure, right? You can just come through. That. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a new thing. <laughs> uh, so when I got here, I called the recruiter like on the same day. Actually, my wife.
0: You moved was. here f- first. Yeah, I moved, we, well, I moved after to, you did the process.
1: Yeah, after I did the process with the paperwork, I moved to LA. Oh wow! Yeah, I moved to LA. Chase because, the dream. Uh, I yeah, I, when I came to visit the first time, it was Florida. And then uh, I was like, "Let me see what is the most beautiful place in U.S." And then I, st- I just put on Google, like <laughs> you know, and all the, um, the pl- the places uh, LA is beautiful, yeah. Like you know, and uh, San Diego and all, you know, uh, California in, in in fact is beautiful. And then um, at least it was. Yeah, we were right? talking about that yeah. last night. Yeah. Um. Uh, so then I, I moved to California. I got there. It was me, my wife, my dog that I brought from Brazil. But we didn't move here without her. Um, and our luggage. And we didn't have a place to go. Where would you we, stay? Uh, we got an Airbnb. That's how I found a place to stay. And then I, I rented a car. I rent a car. And, uh,
0: and look at my wife look at you like... I don't know if she's looking at you like cuz you're handsome or the lifestyle that you're living. She wants to live it. <laughs> yeah. She was just listening like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, I mean, it was really well, hard. you
1: didn't have a kid, which no, is not no, it what you can do, her. The, you know. I did not have a kid. My dog was my kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh yeah, so we we just we got there, it was just us, no friends, no family, no nothing. Wow. And uh my wife is amazing, bro. Like she's the best partner I could find. You know, and, um, and then we started looking for places to rent. We didn't have social security. We didn't have anything, man. Places didn't want to rent anything for us, you know, and, uh, it was hard, but then we finally got a place which was super expensive. So all the savings that I got, they were like, I was losing all my money, like super quick. Yeah. And, uh, but in the first day that I got there, uh, I, I search on Google, like, for a recruiting station, and then uh, I called. My wife was the one to talk because she speaks English. So way. your English wasn't very good. No, bro, I, I knew, like, a few words. Bro. You know, like, I probably knew how to count, like, until, like, you, so maybe, like 20, 30.
0: I'm not insane. You're <laughs> a third party to this, and everybody will see this in about a week. But this is, he's already, into the, the podcast, he's a very interesting person. Like, to me, that's a super impressive... To move to another country, the right way, do everything legally. Not know a word or maybe a couple words. Pick up on, edit. but anyways, I digress. Sorry.
1: There's some stuff in school, but I don't think like super interesting. I, I think it's just like anyone can do it. You know, like um, it's just like it takes courage. That's all. You know. So uh, my wife called and like uh, we started like trying to set up appointments, and um, I heard a couple no's because I didn't speak in English. For from military recruiters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I I was calling a bunch of them, uh especially ar- Yeah. Uh the Marines I was already too old. Yeah. Uh I was thirty. So uh the air force didn't even like give me attention because of my accent, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I didn't speak. You know, my wife had to like to go with me and translate everything like um uh, actually the recruiter was very arrogant yeah yeah and then uh i finally got a recruiter from uh, an army recruiter and then um my wife went with me and then um i bought i then i like he explained me how the process was right and then um, he was like yeah like uh with the paperwork that you have this is what you can do and it was like at first i i told i told him like uh, I want to be special forces. Mm-hmm. That's what I came well, that from. Was, was, I was going to ask you. Cause yeah, I, that's what I came from Brazil to do. it. You know, when I started, like, researching careers yeah. and stuff, I was like, that's what I want to be. And then uh, when I got to recruiter, it was like, wait a minute, you're not a citizen, you don't have security clearance. Uh, yeah. You know, like, um, you know, all the jobs you can do is these jobs. And then it's going to depend on how much we score in the that. Mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, why is the ASVAB, <laughs> you know, I had no
0: idea, they make you do long division on paper, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with no calculator, that's the yeah, ASVAB, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then uh, he explained the process, and was like, okay, cool, like, from all these jobs, like, which one is the closest, like, wh- or which one would facilitate me to get into it, and then he pointed the infantry, I was like, okay, that's, that's the one, you
0: were grunt, yeah, Nice. yeah,
1: so I went home that day, I ordered from Amazon, uh, ASVAB a book, and I'm pretty good like with memorizing stuff, right? So I start like taking tests and like you can see like the right and wrong. And so when I take a test, I can see, uh, you can see like all the wrong answers and the right one, right? So I memorize the right ones. So when I take uh, the real test... I maybe I am I'm, I'm lucky and I have like maybe some of the the questions that I had in the book they are in the test and I was really good with numbers so like physics math like all this is universal you know you don't have to know the language mm. to do it so I took the ASVAB and I scored 70 yes and I and I got like a GT score it was like like two or three points
0: over what I needed. So you had like forces. a 112 or 113? Yeah. Because yeah. I had a, God, you fucking scored better than me. I lived <laughs> in the damn country for 19 years before I took Yeah, it.
1: so that that's the thing, right? <laughs> so I got out of the, the office and the recruiter was like, You cheat, (laughs) and I was like, No, like, how would I cheat? Like, I'm in a room, like, all you guys can see me, like, I don't have anything on me. (laughs) And then he was like, We're gonna have to send you to a confirmation test. Oh, get the fuck out of here for real. real. (laughs) So, they sent me to maps to take the confirmation test, and I got the same score,
0: really? Yeah, wow, that's so okay. So, you join the army, you join active duty, yeah, and then you join the infantry. Yeah. So you, what year is this?
1: This was uh 2016, but I would count as a 17 because the my shipping date was in the uh, January. So it was like the beginning oh, of 17. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: damn, bro. I had been out for 5 years, huh? Yeah. So all right, you joined and then from what it looks like on your social media, you do get a chance to go yes to yes. Uh, I, the I Q course, chance. right? Or selection?
1: Yeah, no, just uh, just selection. What happened? But um so when I got uh, i i went to basic training which was really fun. i was the oldest guy there you know what i mean i was thirty, 30 yeah. i was 30, 31 at that time i actually my birthday was on basic training um i shipped on january twenty third and my birthday was january twenty sixth
0: bro mine's on the twenty ninth oh really aquarius
1: yay <laughs> there you go <laughs> 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 yeah so uh it was it was really fun being on basic training uh, without speaking the language, you know, so I made I made through my unit. I got to my unit didn't speak at all. So really? like yeah. So when you get in, a, in the military, the first thing that they think is just like you here for papers, and yeah, uh, if hear. you don't speak the language and you kind of sound retarded, they treat you like um. such, you know. So for them, like I was kind of like I'm dumped. surprised they let you in without being. A, they don't make you take a language test. So no. So that's what is funny they were about to turn me down on uh, on maps because they were like giving instructions to sign the paperwork and I was like, I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just, just show me the line that I have to sign, please. <laughs> yeah. And then there's one lady there that she was really nice to me and then she was like pointing where I yeah. had to sign. Oh, okay. You know, so I, I spoke like very, very little when I got to the basic training. But I, either way, I didn't have the citizenship yet, mm-hmm. so I got my citizenship through the basic training. After basic training, first day, uh,
0: the the graduation day, they gave me the my uh, that's cool. citizenship, yeah, which I, was awesome. I remember it was a big deal in the army when we were in when somebody would get their citizenship, they would have like massive battalion formations for it. Yeah. So it was really cool because yeah. these people wanted to earn it, and you know,
1: yeah, I I mean for me it was just a bonus. I didn't join for that. And, um, I, but it is what I, what I needed to accomplish my goal, right? Yeah. So when I got to my, my unit, I was like, okay, like now I got this, the citizenship, uh, how do Suckers. I, go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how, how do I, how do I go like to the special force selection, right? Like what, what I have to do. And then I look for a recruiter and then he was like, oh, you got to do all this. I was like, I had to work on my running. I was always a bad runner. Always, you know. And okay, so let's keep working on my money. And then uh, my unit was about to deploy. And then to the fir- where? uh South Afghanistan. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then my first sergeant was like, Okay, now nobody can go to an auto station, nobody can go to uh, any school, anything. Mm-hmm. We are preparing for deployment. And I was like, Okay, let's do it. So we started like training for deployment. And then the deployment started getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then first sergeant was like, Okay, I'm just gonna let you guys do whatever you guys wanna do for now. Until we get new uh, information, what's gonna happen? And the same day, I went to the the recruiter and was like, "Okay, let's start up the process." And then I started the process, did all the exams that I needed, um, and then uh, went to selection. But I trained so hard that I got hurt before I go. But because I already had commitment myself mm-hmm. to go and do it, yeah, it's like not
0: something you can just go. Hey,
1: let me come back in a little yeah, bit. All the paperwork, yeah, 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 your yeah, unit yeah, exactly. has already
0: released you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was like I'm just gonna go and do what I can. And um so I went and it was snowing. I never s- have seen snow before, which was really cool. Snowing? <laughs> yeah, but like we had like <laughs> like almost like uh knee uh,
0: uh Fort Bragg? Y- yeah, yeah. What what unit were you in when you I were was in with the third ID. Where's that at?
1: Is uh Fort many Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then
0: you went to selection in Fort Bragg.
1: Yes, and came my McCall. Came McCall, yeah. Man. Yeah. And then I uh, went there I like I, my my legs got uh, worse and then I couldn't make one of the, the, the running, I couldn't make it the time mm-hmm. and then uh, I got dropped and uh was one of the worst feelings that you can mm-hmm. have, you know what I mean? In front of everyone,
0: you know. Well, you're one of those people that I think is not afraid. So I've always, when I was telling Kendra when I met you, and you're just a, you're probably one of the most humble people I've ever met. That's not an that's not an that's not a compliment. I'm just being very observant. You're very humble, um, and so you don't care. It doesn't seem like you care. You will go and you will push the envelope in your life, and you will hit when you do that. When you live a life like that, you're gonna see you're gonna experience failure a lot. Yeah, but you won't but you'll be experiencing failure as you go, 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 go. And then you'll be able to look down and see all the things that you wouldn't have if you hadn't have been pushing like that. So to experience, you know, and I just don't, maybe it wasn't, you were, I believe that if you're trying so many things, the universe is like, dude, Jesus Christ, no, that's not your path. Like (laughs) you are not meant to be like the divine or God or whoever the universe was like, dude, you're, that's not your path. Like yeah. I love it. You're motivated, That's, but and yeah. it's been trying to steer you this whole time. Yes. So and yes. it sounds like you're on it now. But
1: I believe so. Uh, yeah. Like the, what, what you're saying about that is is very true. Like I've been trying like exceed and stuff that a very few people mm-hmm. have done, and um, I failed a lot, and uh, I don't think that I have succeed in anything. They're just a select group has succeeded you yeah. know what I mean so everything that I have tried so far there is above average I failed everything mm-hmm. you know and uh it's, it's frustrating but it, i it's just it is what it is if you want to do it you yeah. gotta try it, you know oh yeah and, and you, if
0: you try it and you do your best, trust me you're gonna have zero regrets and, and exactly that's what it says you don't ever want to live a life of I wish I would have tried it. Yes. And you can know it and try it. Um you know, I we both tried things that similar things that it just I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And it was an experience, but looking back on it I'm like what the fuck was I thinking? I wasn't enjoying myself. This was miserable every yeah. fucking day. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, and uh, you know, and then and then I got broken up with. I got the axe and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me like i was the retard that stayed in a bad relationship and then oh i said the r word i gotta leave that (laughs) out and then and then they broke up with me it's the most humiliating feeling in the world that you put yourself through that and then they ax me yeah i don't know but i just noticed that you had a lot of interesting like did you ever have a social media before the one you have now yeah yeah and was it like popping?
1: Uh, not popping. It's just like okay. So
0: you were were you a semi pro or amateur model or something like Yeah, it's just more it, it was more just like I don't even towards my business,
1: you know what I mean? What
0: what was your business? So I was a personal trainer,
1: but I I never I never worked for like a gym. Okay. I had my own like business, you know what I mean? So I did like my branding. Is this here in the United States? No, it wasn't you uh in Brazil.
0: So this is before you moved here. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, so like um I used I I would use myself as like my own mm-hmm. brand, you know what I mean? So I do too. Com- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like competing and stuff like being on like on the media, it was just like to bring more clients. Yeah, well, you know? it's
0: smart. You I mean it you keeping it in-house, but I mean you were, I'll put a picture up like you were pretty shredded. Like yeah, like what? Two, three percent body fat. Yeah, like I'm um, like fat?
1: pre-contest. Yeah, like two and a half. Were you natty? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't want to get liver kinged right here. Nah, no, 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 bro. Like. You have that, which is just, that's just super. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like you. I feel like I'm talking to like seven people in one like experiences because most people. They go one route and they stay it forever their whole life. Yeah. And you know, you have that. There's I had to write them all down. Um, you're let's talk about this. When did you? Well, you're Brazilian, so you've probably been doing it since birth. But BJJ?
1: No, actually not. Like I, <laughs> I
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I always like uh
1: I, I always liked martial arts when I was like since re- very young. So I have done like taekwondo. I don't know how to say that in English, taekwondo. but yes, yeah, perfect, yeah. thank you. Like karate, I got you uh capoeira uh, i have i have done it all uh like boxing for a little bit and then uh when i was interested in jiu jitsu i was having this conversation with a friend of mine last uh yesterday um jiu jitsu was not well seen in brazil really? yeah like when i was like 13 i would say like over like 20 years ago you know Uh, It wasn't well seen because they would go like to school to school and trying to fight to have fights, you know, and I just storming other schools and having like street fights. Um, So my mom, I was I told her about jujitsu and she was like, absolutely not. And I I didn't have the chance to start like very young. But then uh, when I was like 23, 24, I started practicing. I I moved to another city I was living by myself so I started yeah, so like jiu
0: jitsu Mom you're not the boss of me
1: no more Yeah <laughs> She was paying the bills though She was paying the bills too. I was I was in college and she uh, she was paying for everything And um Uh so I started like practicing jiu jitsu but then I got to a point that I had to pick between bodybuilding and jiu jitsu because it's both they don't match mm-hmm. And then I picked so bodybuilding So you can't you can't
0: it's a, physically they both don't they both hurt each other like as far as like
1: yeah it's just like bodybuilding like if you want to like grow muscle there is just like certain amount of calories that you can burn in that day you know what i mean yeah you can't be you you gotta eat a lot you know and uh
0: it's not easy to eat uh clean food so you left your business mindset to pursue bjj
1: not, not really, like, so that's what I said. I had to pick between one and other, and I picked a bodybuilding. So okay. I, I was bodybuilding oh, okay, like for, okay, like, okay. seven, eight years, you know? So I, I, I practiced it for a, a little bit, and then I stopped. And then I would, like, go to a class here and there, you know what I mean? But not, like, something, like, every day or yeah. three times a week or something. like It would be, like, once a month, once every three months. But I never lost contact with, yeah. you know? And then when I got out of the military is when I was like, Okay, I'm going back to college, trying to get a degree here in US. Um, just to get in law enforcement. And then um I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna go back to Jiu Jitsu because I was I needed something like for my man, my mental, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, jiu-jitsu helps a lot with that. And then is when I start practicing again and then uh, I start taking serious and then I was at one point I was training three times a day. Three times a day? Yeah. I would go to the gym like 5.30. I would have the class at 6. Uh, go lifting, but just like for jiu-jitsu, like you know, lifting for jiu-jitsu and not trying to get there yeah. or anything like that. Have the class at noon, have a little rest, and then go back to the class at 6. So I was training a lot for... What year
0: was that, you give or take? That
1: was uh, 19.
0: 2019. So, and you are a Purple Belt now. Yeah. I know you don't like it. It's yeah, not, it's yeah, just, I don't care. you just like the, the experience of Yeah, yeah, But if you had, you were a purple belt. Yeah. Okay. So, dude, I don't know where where we work, men are like respect you based off your belt. Like, oh, he's a purple belt? Oh, yeah, he's cool. Oh, then. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, but I like when they say,
0: oh, he's just like a white belt and the yeah. white belt goes and whoop their ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's me, why I don't care. Me and Diego talked a lot about m- me training. And she told me to bring this up today because Yeah, I, I've been trying <laughs> I Well, I saw a video Actually, our entire agency Has seen a video of Diogo uh, Respond I'll let you talk, I'm telling your story But it's the video where you responded to a call Yeah And it, what, from what it looked like, your training Like, no, I don't want to say Kept you alive, but You had, you won in the sense that Yeah Because you were training, because if, do you feel like Well, you tell the story I would say that that situation kept the other guy alive.
1: Hmm? Because I, I would say that that situation it didn't keep me alive. It kept the other guy alive. Oh, yeah, because you, you didn't have to escort Exactly. Escort. I don't have es- to escalate anything. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I know English too, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but that was a, a burglary in progress, uh, which I think that nobody took too much seriously because it was like a gate gated uh, neighborhood. And... Uh, and like all the houses are similar. So mm. we had like a bunch of calls like this when uh the person just got in the wrong house because mm. all the houses they look similar, right? But uh but I was I was nearby, so I got there first. Uh and then uh, the owner told me that the guy was still like in the garage. And then uh okay. So the guy's in the garage. I got there, I picked, I saw the guy inside the car still. And the, the guy actually parked his car inside the garage. And then I, I saw the, the guy. The bad guy did? The bad guy did. And then I I, 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 I picked. And, you know, I, I, I know that I have done on that day, like, a bunch w- wrong stuff that if it was nowadays, I would, like, approach differently. But, like, I didn't call the tag of the car. I didn't say anything, yeah, boy. you know. Ooh. Or, like, or not even, like, I make. I'm making contact on anything, you know? I was just like, I'm not letting this guy go. That was just, like, my thinking, you know? And I saw that he was not paying attention to the the door. And then I approached the car. He was, uh, like, kind of laying on his steering wheel. And then I pulled him out of the car. And I was aggressive with him in the beginning, you know, just, like, to show, like, my presence. Mm -hmm. But I saw that he was not understanding me. And it was like, maybe he doesn't speak English. Mm And then I started speaking Spanish with him, and then you he spoke Spanish a little bit. It's just, it's just very broken. can stop staring
0: at him. He's not that dreamy. <laughs> it is, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just being <laughs> a good <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, my my English my. Spanish is worse than my English.
0: Okay, I but I mean, you can still op- on an operational level, you can use it to get you, the job done. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I kind of started like giving him commands in, in Spanish and tell him like to relax. Like, I was just trying like to figure out what was going on, and that I need to put him in handcuffs at that moment. He complied for a few seconds, but I knew that he wasn't like complying, complying. So I didn't even like pull my handcuffs out. So the point that I put. Just my 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 hand on top of my handcuffs. I saw that he was peeking to see what I was doing. Like, okay, this guy is gonna resist, or let, let's see what's gonna happen. So th- when I put my hand on top of my handcuffs, he turns towards me and pull his his hands, and then he s- starts saying, "I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Don't touch me." And I was like, "Relax." And then I start like kind of like pushing like slowly him inside the garage because I, I didn't want him to run or get inside the car Uh, later we later i found a gun inside the car
0: oh did you really yeah yeah
1: holy shit yeah it was in the door
0: oh so that that changes this whole thing yeah yeah yeah. because if all right keep going
1: yeah so (laughs) uh, i started like kind of like pushing him towards the uh, inside the garage so we were like between the wall and the car (laughs) so we had like a very little space i would say like maybe three four feet between the car and the the wall and then I started telling him, like, relax, relax, relax. And I saw that he was, like, kind of, like, war- still walking towards me. And, like, I was like, okay, this guy's going to fight. And, okay, let's it's just... It's game on. Yeah. And then is when I took him down. Uh, we fell, like, in a, in, a, in a plastic table that was on the wall. Uh, he didn't fell down completely. I tried to pull pull his arm that he was, like, standing on it. And then he tried to bite my my biceps. I pull my arm, we stand up again, I was able to get on my radio, I was like, how you find one? And then uh, I was like, okay, bro, like, now you're going to go for good. And then I, I, I gave him, like, a hip uh, throw. He fell, and I fell on top, and uh, I had to stay with him on the ground, like, for 12 minutes into... You controlled him on the ground for 12 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I got. we got to a point that he gave up the fight, then I transitioned, and I transitioned to a mount position. And then uh, I saw that my camera was not uh, on the mount. So I, I picked up my camera to put back on. And then he started fighting again. And uh, at that point, uh, he put his hands on around my neck. But I thought that he was pulling my vest. I felt my my body going up. I was like, I know this feeling. I'm getting choked. Oh. So I put my hand my vest and i pulled my vest and i was like hey it's still the same feeling i was like he has his hand on my neck so i looked down i punched him twice on the face he let it go and then i put him in a, in a kimura oh actually it was an americana and i put him in americana lock which is like a shoulder mm-hmm. lock and then from there i told him like if you move from now it's gonna i'm, hurt. I'm, I'm gonna break your arm and I told him in English in Spanish. <laughs> like, so you, you understand that, right? And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. So I, we just stay in that position until my backup arrived. Dude, just that is 12 awesome. Minutes.
0: And unbeknownst to you, there is a gun in the car. Yeah. That if he had gotten up from yeah. you and it was able to get away from you, yeah, he could have went and got that firearm. Yeah. And and firearms in in, in cars are weird in that door because, you know, when you're, you're not think when your your mindset was like you said, keep me alive, keep him alive. do not give any unnecessary harm to someone yeah. to to place them into custody because that's you know it is our job to safely uh enforce the law and put people into custody, but you know your mindset if he if he were to get up from you. And go to the car. Your mindset's not he's going to the car to get that gun to kill me. It's he's going to get in the car to get away. Yeah. So you're not at level of like, I'm going to fucking kill this dude if he goes to the car. You're at the level of your mindset's trying to keep him from getting away. Yeah. And people don't understand that. That is a mindset from here to here. Yeah. yeah, When you got to draw. And of course, he would have. I'm not saying that you weren't thinking that way, but the average cop, I maybe I would have thought. And it, all he would have had to do is open that car door. You don't see it. You can't see anything and come out. And he's already got the, you know, the up on you. Exactly. And it's just, that's just, just you know, I I, I, I sh- give BJJ a lot of shit. And I, I jokingly like joke yeah. on it because of the people that do yeah. it. But that is a great story on how everybody walked away okay because yeah. of you took the time to train.
1: Yeah. He actually didn't have any injuries on him. Yeah. Like he didn't have like even like a scratch
0: did you get a write up for the body cam? <laughs> <laughs> no. Great job. We noticed that you didn't get it on camera though.
1: So. Actually, uh, I got some critiques for oh, not waiting oh, not <laughs> waiting for other people to <laughs> make contact
0: in this type of stuff. But um yeah. <laughs> that's it. I mean, but that's part of them. They do take away a lot of the fun out of police work because You'd be the first one to say, and I agree, that it is safer, it's smarter to not do that stuff, but that's the whole point of becoming a cop. Exactly. That's you what know, I tell people. You know what you I mean? Know, yeah, and now I could
1: have waited for my backup, and maybe the guy would
0: turn his car on and just... Yeah, and now you're just taking a report yeah. as a witness yeah. to a crime. And, you know, it's I get it for those things, maybe. For those... In, you know, Kendrick would be the first one to say, in a robbery in pro- or burglary in progress, please wait for your backup. Yeah. However, if you can, and... It's gone so bad now to where new officers are waiting for their backup to a verbal, like a a verbal, uh, an argument between two people When someone calls the police, you know, usually cops just walk in and go, shut up, shut up. What are we arguing about? Are you going to be good? You're not going to fight. All right, I'm out of here. But now no matter what noise complaints, people are waiting on their backup around the corner. And I mean, to me, that's some real pussy shit, but. The people that you serve and protect don't they deserve a cop that's going to go in there and help them and not wait on their buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of goes like for because the, all the policies and rules that we have, you know, like we like civilians have no idea, like how many policies and how many rules of engagement. And like they have no idea, like of our
0: matrix of use of horse. that changes all the time. Yeah, no, it's not called a use of force at Matrix anymore. It's called a response to resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah you change that. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more PC. But I mean, it's just when it's always changing. I got to be careful what I say on here because it, it as cops, it can be it, like this conversation right here. If something happens tomorrow, someone can take it and, and oh, try yeah, to say that we oh, yeah. don't know our they own will. use of forces. So they will. But I mean, it is nuts how, you know. It 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 when you're dealing with something so black and white, whether or not you can use a certain level of force, and then they change it on you, and now you got to know that new. It's very it's it's challenging to yeah. to, and then to be able to implement that under the most stressful situation imaginable.
1: And you know the I I think like the dangerous part of it. While I was fighting that guy, I was the whole time thinking, "Am I doing too much?"
0: Yeah. And that's bad you're right that is dangerous for you because you're not obviously you're you were you handled it perfectly you mm-hmm. just controlled him until your back would get there I'm gonna be the first one to tell you I if I started getting winded and I had about nine more minutes I'm gonna and you have every right I would have every right to make sure I walked away from that yeah yeah but he, it would have been bad for him and mm-hmm. that's not <sighs> I still gotta I got to st- stop talking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so all right so the bjj thing and again i'm sure i will get into it i just i kind of want to wait for it i said this before i want to wait for it to not be a fad not be so popular right now um i kind of want it to like it's kind of like when you listen to a band and how many years gonna <laughs> you, you want to wait yeah <laughs> You know, and the, and he's offered to let you got mats at your house, right? Yeah, your yeah. garage is a gym. Yeah, it is. Like, his his he's got a a studio in his house. He's got a garage that's a gym. You know, he's
1: just like I hate leaving my house for ever, anything. Like I don't like going to restaurants. I don't like going out for anything. Mm-hmm. So everything that I can do at my house, I do at my house. You know, so I have my studio just like for my
0: is that in your in your music studio which we're going to get into is that a, just a spare bedroom that you converted into a yeah, studio Yeah yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And, and then in
1: my garage like who needs to put cars in the garage?
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors hate mine cuz th- we have like four cars yeah. and I don't put any of them in the garage cuz we have uh, a that's where we have the gym at yeah. too but you so he's invited me to come, you know, teach me the basics so that way if I w- wanted to do something cuz there's always that fear which I know BJJ in the community harp on that it's not like that when you're a new person there it's not it's not an intimidating feeling i and i know you can't speak for every single gym i, f- I think it depends on the gym that yeah, you yeah but i've heard great stories where people walk in and you know and i think that's the whole martial arts mindset is a humbleness you know like a very like this person starting day one versus you know like i'm, I'm speaking as somebody that would but like we're the same person we're the same human i'm not better than them mm-hmm. i just train on this and i want to teach them that's what
1: i like most about jiu jitsu and that's why i want like to introduce my daughter to it well, you know it's just like it teaches values and you know like how you deal with fr- frustration how you deal with losing to someone mm-hmm. how you deal with victory you know are you going to be arrogant because you tapped someone you know like it, it teaches a lot of like good well, values
0: i was on a unit with probably some of the most al- well, I, they're not a lot of people, a lot of men aren't alphas when they say they're alphas, but a, a very bunch of dudes, right, on this unit. You could tell the ones that practiced martial arts because mm-hmm. they were the most humble dudes ever. Yeah, They didn't have an arrogant thing come out of their mouth. once. You could tell the dudes that didn't do shit because all they did was talk. Yeah, and I just think that that to me right there is so like I that makes me want to do it because yeah. I want to be like the men that are very humble and you know versus the loudmouth arrogant guys that you know. I'm like,
1: I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that
0: sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, we all do it. Well, people know. think I'm arrogant, but I'm not. I just I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Who so. Cares? The music. Let's get into that because you left law enforcement. Um, I know right now, is music a hobby right now or is it something that you would like to do or the industry get into?
1: Uh, not like professionally, like for real. No, it's just for fun, right? I, I've i been a musician since I was like 12, 13. It's when I started like playing guitar. And um, I built the studio more like for... Because I, I was if I was in Brazil would never be able to have a studio like that. Yeah. And then like it was just like equipments that I always wanted when I was a teenager. You know like that amplifier that oh my god I see my favorite musician playing with the amplifier. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, looking through magazines. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Like I used to play from magazines. You know like I want to learn a song. There is no internet at that time. <laughs> in when Brazil I, or yeah, just yeah, no the no time. no. When I, when, I, when I was young like there is no yeah. the, the, the internet was like. Right in the beginning of the internet, but like you didn't have much stuff
0: online. I remember when I started playing, they had Tab Crawler, where you would go and like look up tabs. But it yeah, was, you see, I don't even remember that. We didn't have that, yeah. in Brazil, I think. And then you know they and they would they would have to have the song on it. Yeah, we would
1: buy magazines that each magazine comes like with I don't know like mm-hmm. uh, music guitar world and stuff like that. Yeah, ten musics and then ten songs and then there's the chords for uh,
0: mm-hmm. those songs and that's how I learned. Yeah, have you always been into what style of music do you play i've I've sent you some hard stuff and you've just kind of been like yeah you know. <laughs> i i it's just like I love music pure
1: I like every kind of music I like hip hop, I like metal I like rock i like i there's like the Brazilian styles you know and i I love it everything and uh but like when i like when I like playing on a guitar. It's just like more like grunge, I would mm-hmm. say, you yeah. know, like more like I,
0: you can critique. I don't care. I love Creed. Creed. I love Creed, bro. Yeah. Creed is, uh, I bought Creed's first album when it came out in yeah. like 97. And they were, they were very, like you said, very grungy and very raw, yeah. like even lyrically. Yeah. yeah. And people, they, they got the, the Christian stigma. And I think they ran with it because it, there was a lot of money to be made there, but their first album, it's it's dark i don't yeah. i mean it could be christian influence but it's
1: i, I think there's some influence there uh the, the vocalist is kind of like crazy yeah yeah <laughs> i watched a bunch of his interviews and was like oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was just on uh uh theo von's podcast and he's just he's kind of awkward yeah yeah, is,
1: <laughs> Um, but yeah like Creed is my was my favorite band when i was a teenager like when i started like actually pl- playing like guitar Because before we have like a music style in Brazil, which is kind of like dancing style, you Mm -hmm. know. So that's what I used to play in the beginning. What I used to like, and then like when I start like the first time that I liked distortion, is it was with Creed, you know. And then I was like,
0: oh my god, like how can I play that? What kind of music did you play before distortion?
1: Yeah, it was just like I have I like uh, acoustic guitar, you know, and just like more like is it's a style that you don't have here, which is like a dancing style, yeah. you know, like yeah, from okay. Brazil. And there's like a little, uh, four, uh, strings, uh, instrument from Brazil that I play too, And, uh, it's just like for this type of music mm. that I'm saying, you know, and, uh, um, you
0: want to answer it? No.
1: <laughs> no, not disturbing. She's still calling.
0: <laughs> uh, I I'll call her later, but, uh,
1: yeah, so that's, um, I, I that's the type of music that I used to uh listen before,
0: like distortion. Mm, okay. And I sounded like a like I was like, uh you listen to music? What did you play before distortion? Like yeah. uh all music before <laughs> 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, there there's a bunch of like music styles and um uh, but then I, I heard distro- distortion and then he opened like a mm-hmm. new world, you know.
0: So you like to do the playing but I also notice you like everything on the back end too, the production side of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's Which, I, I enjoy recording.
0: I mean, that is it is possible to m- make a living off that, right? One day?
1: I, I don't think so. It's just like you have to dedicate yourself fully to that because like every like, if you want to like, talking about recording, if you want to like mix you know, Uh, a song it's gonna take like a long time Mm -hmm. to actually mix like professionally you know like to clean up all the tracks to hear track by track all mistakes everything is out of time you don't want it to be work you want it to be something that you want it to yeah i want to just have fun you know so and uh and right now i just want to dedicate all my time to my daughter and my wife that's all i want to do and of course have some fun when i can so i can go to bjj or play guitar, the play drums.
0: What's next occupation-wise or, or education-wise?
1: So I don't have much of a plan yet. I was looking to a course for music production. Um, but it's just like something for fun, not like to use professionally, just for fun.
0: Like full sale? Yeah. We, talk, we talked yeah. about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we have minute-wise? I
1: think there's one in Valencia as well. 53?
0: Oh, right. There's, there's one in Valencia as well. It's probably way cheaper,
1: huh? I don't know if VA's going to pay it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You still got some VA uh, yeah, GI yeah, Bill left? Yeah. yeah still I left. used
0: up all my GI Bill. I with. have like maybe 18 months. That's all I got left. I had a four-year degree that I got with it, and then I had three months left, and then I did used it for the police academy. Okay, But if you start, I guess they considered the six-month academy as one semester, and if Whatever you got left on the GI Bill, if you start a semester, the GI Bill will finish that semester for you, even oh, okay. if you run out. Oh, OK. So I I got a whole, I got an associate to bachelor's and a police academy in oh, the GI Bill. That's good. So That's good. I hit all my talking points pretty quick. It, it went fast. So now we can just bullshit. You see? Yeah. I told, I dude, you're an interesting I, dude.
1: I don't think it is,
0: but it's like fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like you do a lot. Of, I mean, like just things like you know how to scuba dive, right? You, are you yeah. scuba qualified? No, not qualified. But no, I mean, I've never been in water more than ten feet. It's just, it's just. <laughs> I was looking at him like, damn, is there anything this guy doesn't do? Because you ride motorcycles, right? Let's yeah. talk about that. That thing is. Have you ever wrecked? Uh, just like minor
1: accidents um minor motorcycle accidents. yeah just <laughs> just minor never broke anything thanks god uh but like i used to like ride sport bikes in brazil and mm-hmm. uh we used to race on the like uh on the highway and stuff and uh i had a lot of fun um we had like a motorcycle group we had like a bunch of like around like 10 guys that we would ride together every like weekend so I had like some I would say like phases in life, you know, like oh this now I'm a musician now, I'm a bodybuilder and now I'm a military guy and now I'm a cop and now, you know, like so I I have these phases in life and uh I like I always liked like doing different stuff. I get bored. Yeah. Really quick.
0: Yeah, and it's I I mean, I guess maybe I can relate to you so much cuz I have not nearly as cool or challenging, but you know, I I was in a band. Like the first thing I ever really remember doing in high school was I was fourteen. I I was thirteen, and the Lincoln Park had just dropped their first album, and I was like, "Oh man, this shit's dope." And my buddies were in a band, they were playing it, and I was like hanging around them, and. Uh, I remember wanting to join a band and I was like, hey guys, will you let me join your band? And they're like, you don't play anything. And I was like, I can learn to be a DJ. Yeah. I'll be a DJ, right? Because Linkin Park, they have a DJ. And they were like, nah, bro. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to have, so I-, I picked up a guitar, I bought a guitar and like a hundred dollar combo. It sucked. And yeah, it was, um, and I would, every day for hours and all of a sudden, within, I don't know, a couple months, I was like, I got asked to join a band. So it's kind of like one of those things where you like, like my buddy was wearing another band. And I was like, I know that they're at some point they're going to need a guitar player. Cause I, I looked at their current one and he was just a Joe and mm-hmm. sure shit. My buddy goes, Hey man, I got a guy named Tyler and he knows how to squeal. I was a big Zach wild fan. I was mm-hmm. the only dude in that whole scene. that you how to squeal. And, uh, they were like, he could squeal. So, and I had a garage, so my parents let me bring the whole band in, so then that, that started my band days, and then one day, I just decided that I was going to join the military, like, out of nowhere, um, I joined within a couple, a couple weeks, I want to say, I mean, because I tried to join the Marines first, and they said no, and then I went to talk to the Army recruiter, and they were like, we have a... Quick ship bonus, and we'll send you... Why do you say no? I have a tattoo on my neck, okay. and it showed through the PTs. So, but... Yeah, Army has waivers for everything. <laughs> you can't even, even speak even, English. Even, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. And uh, so <laughs> I joined the military, and that started like this weird path for me where I got rid of anything creative and artistic and went straight into like cool guy like stuff which is like you know what i'm saying does it make sense like everything you dreamed about being a kid the macho stuff playing cops playing military and then i went and did it and then um i had gotten into some trouble so i was not qualified to be as i couldn't do sf for like two years because Mm -hmm. of the charge that i caught and this went when I was in active duty. Mm -hmm. So I just got out and I never really entertained anything like that, which is kind of a bummer. I wish I would have, but I don't think it was the right path for me. So then I became a cop and I'm realizing now that like I had talked to you. We were at the range once and I was like, do you ever feel like you just kind of like went off on a wrong route and now you're rerouting yourself back to like a more because you're not an aggressive personality you're not a dominating personality. Like you're, you're not like that. Uh, yeah. But you know, could, you could do it all, but, but you know that that changed. I was, I
1: was like that when I was young. It's called steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no, even before, even before, even before, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, as growing up, like in the neighborhood that I grew up, um uh, if you're not being, ag- if you're not going to be aggressive,
0: you <laughs> know what I mean? You grew up in Brazil. Yeah. So,
1: uh, it was a, t- I, w- I would fight like every week. Really, yeah, every week. Yeah, like got, sanctioned.
0: Like I'm gonna meet yeah. you behind the house, fight, or like would you true. just?
1: It's like bro. Like I would. Like I I I got um, expelled from the school. Uh, my mom would get called out of the school. My stepdad, <laughs> my dad. Uh, he I I he's my stepdad, but I call him my dad. He he raised me since I was nine. But like by the age like eleven, twelve. He was getting called every every uh, week in the school and he was like okay I'm, I'm done just don't call me anymore you know like uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not going, kid. <laughs> I'm not going I'm not gonna do whatever you want to do if you want to punch him whatever you want to do <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that but I I, I I grew up like the on this type of like environment you know what I mean like the the kids on my neighborhood they would get all together and like beat me up they would catch one by one and beat them up <laughs> You know, Vengeance yeah, like, bro. It was so it was so crazy. <laughs> I was telling this story to a friend of mine. We were talking about this like yesterday. Um, um, so I had one story. It was pretty funny. So these three kids, they got together. They beat me up. I got home, crying, and I. The rule was like, no, don't enter the house crying. Is that yeah. your was that
0: your house rule or is that a Brazilian? Yeah, no, m- no, my mom. Your mom. She was like, if oh you damn, fought hard,
1: if you if you fought <laughs> someone on, on the street, that's fine. You know, you shouldn't be fighting, but if you fought that's fine. If they beat you up and you get home crying, I'm going to beat you up again. Your mom said this? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, That was my mom's rule. So I got home crying. She was like, what is wrong? And it was like, oh, these three kids, they got me together. And that's why the only way that they would beat me up was in, in a group. My mom was like, what? I was like, come here. She grabbed my the hand, she walked outside. We all, We all live in the same street. <laughs> she knocks on the first one the door, the mom opens the door and she was like, bring your son outside. The mom was like, what? Bring your son outside. She brought their son outside and my mom looked at me and was like, go. I beat him up, we went to the next house and she did this for the next one as well. Did but you just mom, single-handedly beat the yeah. shit out of these kids in front of their yeah. moms? Yeah. Is that
0: Brazil though, like honor? <laughs> well i mean i don't know
1: but I, I i grew up like this right <laughs> it's like and a spartan
0: thing like son you got to go handle your shit with this kid yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and it was the same way like when my my dad was able to put me like uh, he wanted me to have a better education mm-hmm. so he put me in a private school but i was a hood kid yeah so he it was a hood kid in a in a private school you know what i mean so the first thing that he told me you don't let these playboys play with you.
0: you wait he told you what i don't know how to
1: say that in english but I, I would say it's that way you know the, when you call playboy it's like someone that is very rich you know okay you know like make fun of you or play with you you know what i mean you do you handle your business okay i fought on the first day in the school oh damn first day doing the national anthem, <laughs> the brazilian national anthem yeah
0: <laughs> what? it's, and it's uh, very the, cool and i think it's very well interesting the funny
1: thing is that the kid that i fought become my best friend my my best friend uh, Dude, it was like you
0: treated that like prison teenager. like day one i just got beat somebody up yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh yeah bro so like i grew up like this i had a bunch of trouble in the brazilian military with fighting a bunch of trouble for fighting and then um the time that I started like actually like changing my mind was like during high school right this friend that I fought on the first day of school we became good friends because his dad worked with my dad mm-hmm. and then we found that later you know and then we kind of related to each other We started talking and I apologize, became friends and then it was his birthday and then he was like um, trying like he was planning a birthday party and then I heard overheard her the kids saying don't invite Diogo He's gonna fight someone. You know? <laughs> and um uh, the kids didn't like me. Like like I'm doing breaks during school, like I would sit by myself. I don't have much friends. And that like kinda like started like changing my my mindset it was like it's it's not right. Yeah. It's not right. And then as I, I, I got older, I started like realizing like that it was not the right way like to deal with uh other people. You know what I mean? Like you're going to make other people don't like you or other people get away from you even if they like you they don't want to stay around you yeah you, you did know? some
0: uh, you did some inward reflecting yeah 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 which is pretty big to it's, it says a lot about you to be able to do that in high school yeah i mean i know grown men that can't do that so
1: yeah so like uh, trust me i battle that every day just to keep that deep keep deep down on my personality You know, because the switch can flip really quick. So um, I try to keep that as deep as I can, and I deal with that every day with my personality to don't let that come out. Because every time that comes out, I hurt, like, maybe emotionally, you know, like people that I love. And uh, it's really hard to deal with, you know? So I know that uh, maybe I have this image as a like calm person, you know, like as you describing. Yeah. Which I am right now, but I worked really hard to like to change my mindset that way. Hmm.
0: Me and you did not have the same childhood growing up. So yeah. <laughs> I
1: thought that maybe it was similar. <laughs> yeah. My mom was really hard on me. Really hard. I, I she was a single mom and um, I think that if she hasn't she hadn't done what she did for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of being a good guy be being the other side. Yeah. You know. I
0: mean and that's a, it's a that's a cultural thing too. It's a very interesting cultural thing, you know. Um that that so wild for me to understand. But I mean there's cultures in the US that you know, I just was raised in suburbia. So yeah. I don't there was nobody outside handling business like that, which yeah. you know, I'm maybe that's the way sh- it should be handled. A lot of people don't like seeing their children in physical altercations. It makes yeah. them sick, but you know, uh, I don't know how I would do with Eli if he was, if he came home. I think we've handled it a little bit. He came home with a black eye once and I just told him like, you know, I, we told him to handle business. And it never, I guess the biggest thing is never start anything. Yeah. But finish it. Exactly. And I think that's any dad's code.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's how my mom was. You know, yeah. she was like, you don't take advantage of anyone because you're stronger yeah. or you can fight. But if someone makes anything to you that dishonors you in any any way, you know, you do what you got to do. But if I know, we're going to handle when we get home. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My mom was really hard. She is an amazing person. She's still in Brazil? Yeah.
0: Does she ever come visit you?
1: She came to visit here once. Uh, I want to bring her. No, she came twice. Yeah, she came twice. Uh, I want to bring her here, like, for good. In the future. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I have plans for that.
0: She gonna? Is she gonna live with you? You gonna get rid of your studio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never mind, mom. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have plans of bringing her uh, here. I don't know if she would though. Like, it's gonna be hard to convince her. Mm. Uh, does she speak any English? Dad? No, not at all. No. N- n- not a single word. Mm. Uh, neither does my dad, and uh, I have a, a sister with special needs. Uh, okay. So I want to bring them closer to me. Um, I hate, like, it was a hard decision to let them behind, you know. Yeah. Like, there's something that I have to do every day, you know, that I think about every day and that I question myself if I took the right decision. Um, but I think, like, in the future, like, it's going to make sense to everyone. Yeah,
0: you got a bit, you're, you're driving the ship and it's a big picture. And you yeah. just, you know, it's hard. But yeah. in order to... Get the end goal. Yeah, you have to go through a little bit of. I
1: think that that's the point of everything. Like to have something, you have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you got just gotta be sure that you're not sacrificing the wrong thing. Yeah, right. So I know that I, right now I'm sacrificing the time, which is precious, away from my family. You know, but with the bigger picture, I think it's gonna make sense to everyone. Even sometimes my mom don't understand why I did what I did. You know, moving away. Uh, from her and uh, all that but like i think like in the near future everything's gonna come around and it will make sense
0: she's gonna experience florida has she ever been to florida
1: yeah yeah she came here this year like to meet my daughter okay does yeah. she like it oh yeah she loved it right. yeah. so
0: morning routine for you now that you are very responsible very i mean you you stay fit I try you, to. <laughs> um, so morning routine for somebody that it just left law enforcement. Because one of the things about law enforcement that sucks is that when you're on patrol, you can't have a routine. You ever, you're you either working one day or not working the other day. Yeah. You're working crazy hours. Especially
1: hardest. hard if you work like a midnight shift. You know, everyone yeah. else is in the day shift schedule, you know, with the family-wise. Yeah. And then when it's your day off and they are home, and guess what? You're not going to yeah. sleep during it, daytime. It's insane. So so you always like flipping shifts. is really hard. Yeah.
0: And that's why... i'm just curious as to like how cool it would be to like you know and when you leave patrol if you become a detective or something you can have but there's no guarantee that you're not gonna go back to that crazy shit at some Mm -hmm. point you know so um what's a routine like for you
1: so right now everything spins around my daughter Mm -hmm. everything the time that i go to bed the time that i wake up the time that i eat everything's around her so it all depends like what time she wakes up what does she wake up early? uh it depends like some uh she has like some trouble sleeping so like today she woke up at six o'clock um and then uh she she was up like for two hours and then she went back to sleep slept another 40 minutes she was up Um, but do you stay awake i yeah i stay awake after i wake up like it's really hard for me to go back to sleep um so like when she wakes up we wake up i change her and then we play a little and then i cook her breakfast we have breakfast together do you together. cook yourself breakfast yeah too you eat yeah like everything like i uh, we i i like eating at home so it's cheaper mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm a very cheap guy so i don't like spending money on food yeah. and <laughs> i like spending uh money like in gear you know like buying we can't like eat a we new we guitar or new yeah yeah so like yeah i cook uh, she she likes like um mashed banana So I put, like, some peanut butter, banana, and give it to her. I have my breakfast. I eat the same thing every day. What is it? Um, So uh, my my breakfast is three eggs, two slices of bacon, um, one slice of bread, uh, a bunch of, like, I would say, like, maybe 10 to 15 strawberries with uh, a handful of (laughs) of, um, blueberries and uh, raw honey honey, and uh, coffee. Is there a reason for the raw honey? it's just like when I was doing like more like a it it was not a diet I was just trying to change my lifestyle and I got used to eat it mm-hmm. this is so a- I was just eating like fruits um and meat and it was all I was eating when I was preparing for yeah. that um tryout it was all I was eating it was just like red meat uh, a lot of fat and fruits mm. no rice no pasta really? no nope. beans no nothing no bread
0: you eat the same lunch every day too
1: so right now like i don't have sometimes i don't have time to eat i just eat whatever snack my ha- my daughter is having
0: and i, <laughs> just, bananas. Yeah, I just yeah i just <laughs> <Don't> eat whatever
1: <laughs> she's eating uh sometimes she doesn't let me like she doesn't give me the time to cook anything and then my wife gets home and then she cooks uh
0: dinner mm. and then we so eat the wife takes care does. of dinner yeah and yeah. that's usually something different
1: yeah she does uh, for me i eat whatever she does i don't even ask when do you when do you train train so anything when, physically uh, so yeah when my wife gets home usually she she takes the take care of the baby or my uh mother-in-law helps uh, us as well like at this time and then i can have like some time like to work out or go to my studio or go to jiu-jitsu but honestly i'm so tired of watching the baby the whole day <laughs> <laughs> it's draining. It's draining. I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, um, I would say it's easy, e- easier to deal with criminals than watching a baby.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely went the. Uh, I couldn't do it, and I I couldn't do it because I don't have the patience, and I know every guy says that. So, and I have done it when I was a single dad. Uh, yeah. When when Eli, me and Eli, before I even met Kendra. Yeah. I was in college single dad living in a one-bedroom apartment and it is just like we bonded so much because of that you know
1: i i love playing with her so i love spending my day with her like yeah i have have like even though it's really hard
0: i have zero regrets well you'll uh you'll notice your when your phone starts getting full you're gonna have to dump your phone and it's so crazy to me that there's no such things as photo albums anymore. We don't have photos. Yeah. We have everything. Hope to God you don't dump it, drop your phone in a yeah. lake or something. Because that's your, all your memories. And I know yes. there's like drives and clouds and stuff. But yeah. I download them to a hard drive and I put that hard drive away. Like I want to get a safe for it. Because that's all, that's my memories for the last like yeah. 2010 So yeah. 13 years. You know, they're all in a, and I just, I keep them all in the, and I dump my phone to make more memory, but. I want to get one of those, you know, I, I never look at photos or videos of my son when he was super little, and I always want to, but they're not immediately on my phone anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go down the computer and upload so a hard drive. what I did, I just
1: got like a a huge hard drive for my computer, and I just put it on the computer. So, sometimes, have, yeah, sometimes I spend hours just like looking stuff really? like from years, because I keep like, every even like when the, I had the flip phones, yeah. you know, that took me. Yeah, pictures, I have, so like, I have like those too. Bad, like really bad pictures, yeah. I still have in those pictures. So yeah, I keep everything. Nice. I keep everything.
0: Well, are you going to, we'll wrap it up with, we'll go back to the music thing. Are you going to go, are you going to try to actively find a band to play with in the future? Or is I,
1: I'm thinking about it. It's just like really hard like to find people that you click with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, not because I'm a cop, but I never like like the drug part of
0: yeah, the sex, uh, drugs, know, like, rock, roll, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I never liked that. Uh, it's not just for being a cop. So it's really hard like to match this with nice people and people well, that are not involved with this stuff. I, I just like, don't want it myself in like, that circle. Well,
0: you know? it's crazy. I I just now I interviewed a band. They're called Let Me Bleed out of Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And just talking to those guys. Oh, oh, sorry. They're out of West Palm Beach. Not Fort Myers, sorry. Um, talking to those guys made me realize, like he, the singer, treats it like a business. Mm-hmm. They don't do touring. That's not a thing anymore for younger bands because you, it doesn't make any financial sense. Everything mm-hmm. can be made online. Your, mm-hmm. your anything you can do, content created and music, you can make money for. So there's no point in touring and all that stuff. And they, none of those guys, they're all family men, and they're in a yeah. band. And like when I was growing up as a kid, that wasn't a thing you Mm -hmm. know you our 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 heroes were all insane people that did drugs and (laughs) ruined their lives
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but i I, when i had bands when i was young like i always was was lucky enough to find people that it was nice to be around Mm -hmm. um the only time that we had like just one guy that he didn't he didn't match much with our Mm life our our style we just like change him to for another one you know but um that's that's something that i really want to do it is just like find good people to play with you know for me like to invite someone to my house and Mm. let them come into my house i gotta know who they are and trust them and really like them yeah it's a
0: it's super weird yeah you know because what if it doesn't uh you know it it's we, it's hard because what if you start jamming and they're a great person, but it, musically it doesn't match anymore. Yeah, and It's almost like dating, you know? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. sorry, we had great times, but it's not the route I want to go.
1: Yeah, and also, like, if I do get into it, I'm probably not going to do anything at my house. I, I, it's just like, I'm very, like, um, when you say uh, selective mm-hmm. who I keep around my family. You know, myself is one thing, a lot of things my family so we just like to have people hanging around my house especially with a daughter you know like i i don't want that you know so i really wanted to but if it's gonna happen probably not it's it's gonna be hard to match my
0: expectations i think you i think you you should definitely go with it and i could picture you having like a One of those bands that like they're they play covers but everybody loves them so much that they start writing (laughs) originals you know it's like do you like playing live is that playing. and like when we were kids everybody shit on cover bands they were like oh you gotta be original and i'm like realizing that like you could have such fun playing on stage covering classics and covering current things and you can pack a full house and get paid yeah. Or you can go the original route and it's a lot harder because you're yeah. writing music that no one gives a shit about. And so
1: I, I had two bands. One was uh, my first one. I had the band like for four years, I think. And it was just like covers. We had like our original music, mm-hmm. you know, our original songs, but we didn't play much. Actually, one of our songs was playing on the radio like No Stop back in Brazil. Really? Yeah. I thought that it would happen, you know, like I was like, oh, my God, one it's going to happen.
0: Huh? One of your originals? Yeah.
1: Um, so we, our shows was always like covers, but we put like one or two of our songs in like in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it always worked like really <laughs> good, and uh and one of our songs was like popping on the radio, um, and uh, it gave me hopes that it actually would happen, but it didn't, um, and then my my second band, it was just originals, and we actually recorded a uh, full album and stuff, and it sounds pretty good. I love it sometimes, like. I even listened to it, but uh, we never had like much attention because I guess it was just like originals and like this type of music too, like in Brazil, like rock doesn't have much uh, attention, you know, it's more like dancing music mm-hmm. and you know,
0: so. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming over here making the drive and, uh, and if you guys like this video, please like, if you like the content, please subscribe. It really helps out and uh, Diego, appreciate it.